that are at the end of the Bible. These words were spoken by the risen and ascended and glorified one. These words were spoken by the one that was seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he spoke these words to John the Apostle in Revelation chapter 22 verses 7 through 13. Hear the words of the one who is and who was and will forever be. Revelation 22. 7 through 13. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he or she that come that keeps my words of this prophecy in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, do not do it. I'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and of all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And then he told me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this book, because the time is near. Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. And then the one seated on the throne said, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Let's pray. Father, we thank you one more time for your word. We thank you that inside your word we discover the way and the truth and the life. Oh, Lord, open our ears and help us to hear. Open our eyes and help us to see. And Lord, one more time, touch our hearts and break away the callous that we are able to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever read the book of Revelation? Have you ever tried to imagine what John the Apostle saw and what he heard and what he experienced? He saw Jesus in all of his glory. He heard his thundering voice. He saw as through a kaleidoscope the vast array of colors. He saw the streets of gold. He saw the tree of life rooted by the river that ran through. The same tree of life that led to the temptation and subsequent fall of humankind. He heard the angels singing as well as he saw the throne of God with the four living creatures around it. 
And he heard them saying without ceasing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4.8 Can you imagine? And not just that. John also saw in Revelation 21, 1 through 5, he saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. John even saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God onto the new earth. And it was prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed. For her husband. Then at that moment, John heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. And then in verse 6 and 7, he said to John, You got to flip it for me. Was wrong. He said, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him or her who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes, he who overcomes, say overcomes. He who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his or her God. And he or she will be my son, my daughter. This place most stop at. Because this place is so beautiful. It's what we imagine heaven to be. This is the place that we talk about when we say of all of those that pass away, he or she is in a better place. We say it all the time. We say this because of the things that John saw and heard in Revelation. The glorified Christ bringing comfort and peace and order. But I'd like to suggest to you that, it, that when we stop there in this place and we not read on is to live in a fairy tale place called Wonderland. For the one seated on the throne goes on to say in verse 8, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the, the idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Would you like to know what gripped the heart 
of Ted Wilson? Would you like to know what he thought about when he woke up in the night other than liking to go back to sleep? In addition to the burdens that he carried in his life, Ted was gripped with the truth of this verse. Gripped by it. These words are pretty heavy. They're not comforting words. And somehow, we believe in ignorance. We believe in bliss because it's ignorance. And so we stop reading at verse 6. Sometimes it's 7. And we dwell on the comforting words that come before that somehow, some way, maybe, just maybe, verse 8 will go away and not be a factor. But as we share, what is it, what, as I share with our Spring Life family and friends over the years, several times I've shared it, believing a lie doesn't make it the truth. Can I say that again? Believing a lie doesn't make it the truth. And even in looking at this list, one might be tempted to think that if I stay away from the heavier things on this list, I'll be all right when my night comes. But again, we're falsely calling a lie the truth. Because the Bible tells us in James chapter 2, verse 10, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. Wow. That's why we're all guilty. And that's what gripped Ted's heart for humanity. How can any of us, including the man that we are here today to honor, how can any of us rise up and overcome? We want heaven. We want what John saw in Revelation 21, 1 through 6. But the truth is, we deserve chapter 21 and verse 8 because at one point or another, we all fail God. And we deserve, I know I do, deserve to be bound forever in the second death. But I'd like us to see why we are here today. There wouldn't be anybody here if... Revelation 21.8 was the truth of the certainty. It's not. You see, hear this word. This does not have to be our destiny. Revelation 21.8 does not have to be the end. Because there is the way that we can rise up. And we can overcome sin and death. And our night will forever turn to light. Capital L. Ted shared with me that he couldn't remember a time not going to church. And as he grew, his parents made sure their children were schooled in the ways of the Bible. But as Ted grew and developed a will of his own. Anybody have a will of your own? All right, I'm the only one. As he grew and developed a will of his own, he realized why it was 
that he didn't always follow God's instruction. And he would tell you, he would tell us that. He told me that. For some time after Ted heard afresh and anew the gospel, the good news. And what did Ted hear? Ted heard that in and of himself, it was impossible for him to follow God's instruction, to follow in God's way. It was impossible for him to try and emulate God. And in that moment when he confessed that truth, that is when Christ's gospel came to life and light. At this, Violent shared, I think Dad's greatest legacy was his passionate zeal for sharing God's word. Nothing brought him more joy than being able to share from the Bible's teachings about God and his son Jesus and how he died on the cross to save us. Very few doctor's visits passed without Dad assuring that the doctor or the assistant or the nurse or whoever was in there working with him, they knew about God and our ability to be saved if we would but ask. And even just a few days before Ted passed away, he shared with me on the phone that even though he was growing impatient, becoming a bit irritable at times, he wanted to go home. To O'Brien Road. That's where he wanted to go. Yet he shared with me that even in those moments, he found his heart ready to tell the nurses, and he shared with them about Jesus, and that he hoped that they too would ask for him. Wow. Friends, That kind of spirit doesn't just happen. It doesn't. You see, through Ted's commitment to remain in Christ and to remain active in going to church, to remain active in reading his Bible, to remain active in reaching out so to better understand the Bible, there were many times over the 10 years and three months that I served as Ted's minister, he'd call me up and ask, Pastor, can you come I've got something I want to discuss with you, something I found in the Bible. And although I didn't always have the answers right away, we'd pray and we'd search together until the answers became known. But for Ted, all of this was not enough in light of Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. You see, Ted knew the truth. And Ted believed the truth. And the truth is, the night is coming for us all. And he didn't want any of his children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren or great-great-great-grandchildren entering the night without the light capital L. And not just his family, but people that he knew and people that he just met and people that he heard about from other people that needed the light. 
because Ted was gripped by this reality, his faith rose up. And he persevered. And he grew tender in his love of God. And so he prayed. He prayed for her. And he shared his faith with others. Even there in ICU room 6908, just a few days before he passed. One might say, wow. Ted was really a wonderful man. But I'd like to suggest to you that Ted would be very quick to emphatically say, no, not me. It's Christ in me. It's the Holy Spirit in me, working in me, leading me, guiding me into all truth. You see, Ted understood that in and of himself, he was not a good person. He was not worthy to inherit the kingdom of God. But in Christ, and through remaining faithful in doing that which was in his power to do, Ted found that it was the indwelling, growing presence of Holy Spirit that enabled him to rise up above all of the work and the burdens and the sickness and the disappointments of this world. So if Ted were here today and he had one last word of wisdom to share about what each of us is to do in response to this message, Ted would be thinking of the words of Jesus on his throne in Revelation 21.8. And he would be thinking of the solution. He'd want to fix it. He'd want to make it better. The solution to the problem is found in our passage today that we read in Revelation twenty-two twelve. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to everyone according to what he or she has done. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, knowing Ted as well as I did, his final words of wisdom would be to us, Do Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Because in that time, when the night comes, the light, capital L, will usher you home. Say yes to Jesus. Ted would want every one of us hearing this message to ask for and receive Christ and his loving light. Ted would want each of us to learn to follow him because the night is coming for us all. So come to Jesus. Don't wait. We never know when our day will come. Do Jesus. Do Jesus. Because when we do, he will become your blessed, loving, faithful Savior who will be your light, capital L, 
when your night comes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this good news, this great news. How simple it is for us to come to and to do Jesus. To be received into your loving arms. Father, I pray right now that you will grant each one of us the grace to accept, the grace to believe, the grace to receive your extravagant love and light into the night. And now, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the hope of the resurrection, which is available through Jesus' death and resurrection. The darkest hour for humanity is the experience of death, But your glorious gospel has reached even into the depths of this despair. You have illuminated this vast darkness. And you have replaced it with your piercing bright light. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And now, may the God of peace himself Give each of you peace at all times and in all ways, both now and forevermore. Amen. Our closing hymn that the the family has selected is uh, one I think you will know very well. Um, I won't try and I won't try and make you not sing. So if you want to sing, you go right ahead. How great thou art.